Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast. It's good to be back. I hope you enjoyed the top 15 all-time chapter day posts that uh, I posted over the last three weeks. I was taking a little break. We're back into the chapter day journey this morning. We're starting the book of Matthew. We're in chapter one, and it was verse 17 that leapt off the page at me. It said, Thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to exile in Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. Today's podcast is entitled, Adding It Up. I was good at math as a kid. I was always pretty good with numbers. And it was mid-semester in my eighth grade year when my teacher suggested that I should switch to advanced math. She thought that I was bored with class, which is probably true, and that I really needed to be challenged, which, yeah, probably not. Now, despite my protestations of not really wanting to switch classes, she kept asking me about it and pushing me until I finally agreed to make the switch. And as I recalled this memory in the quiet this morning, Pippin's words to Frodo in The Fellowship of the Ring echoed within. Shortcuts make long delays. You see, the shortcut that I took to advance math created a long delay in my love of math. It was a waypoint in my education. By the time I switched to the advanced math class, I had already missed out on a number of weeks of foundational lessons in the advanced math class. And without those foundational lessons... I found myself suddenly lost and confused. I mean, I may have been bored with the basic class, but now I was discouraged. I felt stupid. Looking back, I realized it was at this waypoint that I abandoned math as a subject I enjoyed. Through the rest of my education, I avoided math like the plague. I graduated from high school with only one year of geometry. I graduated college with one remedial semester of algebra. Now, it's ironic that my vocational career has been largely spent around numbers and data and statistics. That which I was too discouraged to learn in the classroom, I found myself enjoying, once again, learning on the job. I rediscovered my joy of numbers that had withered in me all those years before. You know, I kind of grieved that that happened. And the further I get in my spiritual journey, the more I've discovered that math, numbers, is a core way that God reveals himself, expresses himself in creation. This came to mind in the quiet this morning as I began this journey through Matthew's biography of Jesus. You see, Matthew was a tax collector. He was a numbers guy. So it makes perfect sense that he, just like God, uses numbers to express his purpose and reveal his themes. This, however, is largely hidden from just a cursory reading of the text in the first chapter, which is mostly a genealogy, which, let's be honest, most people just skip over and don't read. Now, a couple things to point out. Three times Matthew refers to, quote, Jesus the Messiah, end quote. Three 
is a number of God. Think of the Trinity. Three days Jonah spent in the belly of a whale. Three days Jesus spent in the grave, and etc. See, Matt's purpose in writing this biography was largely to explain to his fellow Hebrews that Jesus was the Messiah that they've been waiting for. He makes this purpose blatantly clear in the first chapter in multiple layers. He says that not only with the text, but also with the number three. Now, the Hebrew people knew from what the prophets had said that the Messiah would be a king from the line of David. Not only does the genealogy make this clear, but Matthew chooses to list 14 generations from Abraham to David. 14 from David to the exile in Babylon. 14 from the exile in Babylon to Jesus. Now, in the Hebrew alphabet, letters perform double duty as numbers. So if you take the Hebrew letters that spell David and you add them together, they total 14. Three 14s. Matthew is saying to the Hebrew people, he's David, David, David. Jesus comes from David, just like the Messiah is supposed to. Time and time again in the great story, I find that God is not who humans expect him to be. He even says it through the prophet Isaiah. My ways are not your ways. The Hebrews of Matthew's day expected the Messiah to be like human kings who lord over others, like the Roman Empire, the Babylonian Empire, the Assyrian Empire, through power, conscription. And with his opening words, Matthew lays the foundation for revealing the Messiah from David, who came to be Lord of those willing to follow through love and servant-heartedness. It's a very different Messiah than the one that they had been expecting. But from the very beginning of his biography, Matthew expresses clearly that Jesus is the Messiah. From his family tree, to his story, to the words of the prophet, it all adds up. Thanks for joining me on this chapter day journey. I hope you'll continue on through the rest of Matthew's book. I hope you have a great day, my friend. We'll see you back here tomorrow.